You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. My name is Mark Seaman. That's unfortunate, but fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on if you're in the same room, I'm joined by Matt Kleinschmidt. How you doing, Matt? Uh, what do you mean by it depends if we're in the same room or not? I don't know. It's, oh. uh, do I stink? To be determined at a later do date. Do I have BO? I mean, I think we all do, right? Well, yeah. We're all dudes. Yeah. We wear leather. Is that me dodging the question? I mean, we all do, right? Is it's, that, kind is that of, a- it's kind of admitting that, yes, I do stink. So fuck <laughs> off for that. I appreciate that. All right, Matt, we got a big guest joining us on the Laugh Button Podcast yes. this go-round. He goes by the name Gilbert Gottfried and also plays him in real life, and he's amazing. And uh, the gentleman invited me into his home, literally. Did he put pants on? <laughs> the look on your face means there's a possibility he didn't. There's a good chance Gilbert Gottfried was not wearing pants. <laughs> I mean, I do you see, want me to describe no, his no, wardrobe? No. I, I picture Gilbert Gottfried being like old school comedian style, like okay. very much like like you know how you always hear a story about like Rodney Dangerfield. You go to like hang out with Rodney Dangerfield, and he's hanging out in like a loosely tied um, uh, Bram Stoker. Oh yeah, if you if you yeah, hear yeah, some if you hear uh, if you some some <laughs> light whistling and or some. <laughs> Festive chatter in the background That would yes. be uh, Bram Fetterman Anyway chilling. Thanks Bram yeah. Uh, So yeah So like I was saying You go to he, Rodney Dangerfield's Like you know His dressing room Or his house or whatever He never was not in a bathrobe Right That was like loosely tied And maybe underwear on or not But like always like Smoking weed and in the bathrobe Okay Now I don't think Gilbert Godfrey was like A weed smoker But I can mm-hmm. I can see him being in a bathrobe 100% Definitely <laughs> In his robe And nice. uh and what what other way would you want to do the interview? Well, listen, listen. If I were Gilbert then... Gottfried and or Rodney Dangerfield, I'd spend all day in a bathrobe, hanging out, sure, smoking weed. Well, it brought the best out of him because he tells some amazing stories. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, exactly. I'm very excited for everyone to yeah. hear the interview with Gilbert. Um, and I want to thank uh, his wife as well for welcoming welcoming me into his home and and giving me the tour, man. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Matt, but Gilbert was a prolific artist as a kid. Like painter artist or? Like drawings. 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 And uh, he's got a whole bunch of them framed from his childhood. Uh, His wife did this for him. Framed them and put them up throughout the house. And they're amazing. Really? And he specialized in drawing uh, very tiny faces and heads in a big collective group. Okay. So when you just walk by it, you're like, whoa. But when you get up close, you see all the fine detail, and you huh. can see all of these. It's like how very old are we, distinct. Like, how old are we talking here? I mean, grade school. Okay. Slash. So that good, know. that young. Yeah, he was. He's good. Gilbert okay. Gottfried is was destined, and still is for success and stardom. Okay. I mean, he's just really good at what he chooses to do. So it's not just a, It's not just. The the voice. No, it's not okay. just the voice. It's he's more he's more talented than that. Gotcha. All right, uh, so that's coming up. So stay tuned for that. We have plenty of news to go over. Lots of news, of including including our uh, top twenty comedy albums and specials. We're counting of down the fifteen. We are counting down the best of the year on the laughbun.com right now. Yes. So uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. First, let's touch upon Larry Wilmore. He's been tapped to be the entertainment if you will, of uh, the 2016 White House Correspondents' Dinner. Makes total sense. I agree. Makes total sense. He's in the political realm, obviously, the White House. 
uh, is included in politics. Of course. It happens to be a thing involved. Of course. Um, sometimes, I will say this, sometimes people, comedians like uh, Larry or uh, those in the path like Seth Meyers, sometimes they do really well mm-hmm. and then sometimes they just kind of eat shit well i don't feel right? like anyone's eating shit in the last couple of years the last couple of years i remember just being like strong like everyone from like lewis black to colbert mm-hmm. I, I think the guys that go in there wanting to entertain do much better than the guys go in there wanting to like do something like bill mars a, a, someone that pops in my head that probably wouldn't be able to kind of curb his disdain for certain right. politics to actually just have a good time he's gonna take a swing while he's got the exactly whereas right. someone like colbert is like this is just an act i'm here to just do this and right. this will be a blast and so yeah i, I think that uh, you need to kind of have a perf- uh the the right mindset to go in there so and with, wilmore i don't know i don't that know said, yeah i don't with, know with that said you know you got a black guy yeah, a minority, right? Yeah, and he very political. You know, he's got a politically charged show, and you know, Black Lives Matter. There's All a lot stuff, of stuff yeah. going on in that community. D- does he take the opportunity to bring stuff like that? I don't to the think forefront? so, because this is this is a correspondence dinner where I don't know. I mean, I don't. First of all, I think Wilmore. Wilmore could go either way with me. He could very much go like full, kind of almost like serious, too serious for it. Right. And kind of like suck the air out of the room. Or he could just be like really funny and mm-hmm. go for it. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of 50 50 on what Is he going to keep it 100? I guess that's what I'm asking here. <laughs> Is he going to ask the president and other politicians I mean, to keep it 100? I think, I think Wilmore has enough uh, wherewithal about him to kind of like, you know, have fun with the whole thing whilst at the same time mocking things. Right. Um, I think Wilmore will be good. He's a perfect balance. I agree. Who I now? Agree. Now here, here's a great question. Like, who did it last year? Was it Cecily Strong that did it last year? Yeah, I feel like Cecily. Wait, I think why, why I Peel. No, they, I, I want to say Cecily Strong was last yeah, year. Yeah, Cecily. And then Strong. I know Seth Meyers has done it recently. And yeah, I can read off the li- the names yeah, yeah. here. Of, okay. Now these are previous hosts that did a great job. Conan okay. O'Brien, yes, Kimmel, Kimmel's Myers. Great. Wanda Sykes, Craig Ferguson did. I, I forgot Craig Ferguson yeah, did it, too. but he, he did it. Stephen Colbert, who you mentioned. Cedric the Entertainer did it one year. Really? Drew, Drew Carey, John Stewart, of course. Yeah, of course. And uh, Daryl Hammond, another uh, SNL alum. Yeah. So it's either it's, SNL alum or Comedy Central alum. Yeah, but uh, it's. Uh, I'm interested to see what Larry does. Loose Black has a great story about the correspondence that are on one of the, on one of his most recent albums. Okay. I want to say it's uh, Back in Black. Nice. We'll yeah. have to check that out. Yes. All right, so the, that's going to happen on uh, April 30th, 2016. So we got some time. He's it'll got be the, some time. It'll be the last correspondence dinner with Obama in the yeah. office. It'll yeah. be the last one. And hopefully, and I, I don't, I, I mean, the, the the nightly show is kind of doing okay. You know, they they renewed it for the second season. They did renew it. But the numbers are down, which is expected. Yeah. But the numbers down are actually both for the Daily Show and the Nightly Show. Right. But I mean, those are also like Comedy Central's bread and butter shows that had major overhauls in yeah. last year. So. And I, I hope uh, the show bounces back in a big way because experiencing it there live, but also yeah. just watching it on television, I think it's a fantastic it's, show. Yeah, and, I mean, I think and, it's important. And I they think, need that voice. It's very. Important. I think it's important because like the people that uh, the people that are on it. Uh, are people that wouldn't necessarily have panel time on other shows. Mm-hmm. I think the, the statistic was kind of nuts, though. Like, Wilmore definitely took a bigger hit than Colbert. 
uh, replacing Colbert than Trevor Noah has replacing right. John Stewart. So and that makes sense. I mean, it does. Does it though? Like I, thought, I, I think so because it's because first of all, you rebranded the show. It's not the Colbert Report. This anymore. is true. It is the. It's nightly not the show. Colbert Report with Larry Wilmore. Right. You're Correct. you're 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 basically just putting a new show in there. Yes. You can and, say and the Daily the Show. You did still have yeah. the Daily Show. That right. makes sense. I yeah. get that. I get it from that point of view. You know, people trust the name. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, let's, I want to talk about this cancellation. Uh, All right. And, and here's why. Okay. NBC called it quits with best time ever. This is the, the Patrick Harris variety show. Yeah. It, in a very ambitious variety show, it was kind of a, a, a playoff, a British show yeah. did the same thing, same model. And I'm frustrated with this and here's why. It, okay. It only had eight episodes to live on. Okay. Okay. So they weren't feeling it. And this was mutual between between Neil and the uh, the network. They said, "Hey, you know what? Let's just scrap this, start over, try something else." Okay. I see an advertisement for Jennifer Lopez and Ray Liotta, and it's another police show. Yeah, police and procedural. Like, and I'm sitting there going, like, another. But, and this is nothing against J Lo and Ray yeah. and all the, but another formulaic thing. Formulaic police. Show. So people, the, everybody says this, yes. right? Complain about repeat premises. Well, here you go. Yeah. Here's a show trying to be ambitious, trying to do something different with great talent in Neil Patrick Harris. He's a, he's a stellar host. There's a reason why this guy's hosting everything. Yeah. And and it was being creative. It was intertwining sketch and pre-recorded so live, bits. There's a live element there's to the it. There's the live element to it, so you don't know what's going to happen. This, <laughs> this show was trying to break the mold, but also be just... Just comfortable enough to be okay. I kind of understand what's going on here, and it didn't do well. Well, and, and I people, mean, you know, it's like, well, no one watched it. Well, watch this fucking thing. If you don't want more police procedurals, watch this stuff. Yeah, well, I think I I think it was a good idea, but I think wasn't it also on like Sunday nights? Was it Sunday nights or Saturday nights? I, that I show can't was remember. On? Dude, I want to say it was like Sunday night. I, I don't care what, dude. It but, doesn't matter what night shows are on anymore. Listen, Everyone here's the thing. DVRs everything. I know, but it's it a live. Leisure. But it's a live show, and watching a live show live has way more of a kind of stakes to it than DVRing it. How many people and watch Sunday SNL live? Do you and think? Sunday night is such a crowded, sure. crowded field. I mean, that's fair. I mean, like every network is putting on its ultimate. Like other than. Other than Thursday night, I, actually, I think Sunday night is kind of better than Thursday night, some of the programs they have on. And then at any given time, you have a show like HBO or Showtime swinging in and dropping like a Game of Thrones on your ass. And then and you're like, what the hell? There's all this other stuff going on, too. So Sunday night's crowded. Um, NBC, also, I got to give them pro props. They are trying more of the live stuff. But I also think... I give them props, but at the same time, I feel like it's desperate because that's the only way they can kind of pull in ratings. Like the last yeah. couple of week, the last couple of Thursdays, they've been like doing backflips because you had like the Wiz, and I think there was a uh, Thursday night football game that was going on. So like they were winning in the live ratings on Thursday nights, but they've been tanking in the ratings and they're trying very hard to scramble to get some stuff like that's the only reason we have a new season of undateable right. because they agreed to do it live on Friday nights which by the way I think has made the show better oh yeah and I think it's gonna make it stick around I I don't know you man. Don't I, don't know, I don't know if the ratings are there I don't know I don't know if we're gonna get a season three of undateable which is unfortunate because live is kind of like it's made it fun it's made an appointment watching but it's also like because everyone on the show is a comic or has a comedian background they 
really do like fucking with the other guys. Right, you know? right. So like so like you like, a show you're seeing on the East Coast feed is different than the West Coast performance because they're doing different lines or it, this wasn't how it's scripted or someone came in differently or something like that and it really does kind of add a must watch kind of element. Well, what are you it. replacing it with? It's a Undateable is a Friday night show, comedy it's live, you know which what? makes it cheaper. What do you put, what are you slotting in there? I'm th- a rerun of like one of their popular dramas. Really? I'm wow. sure of it. Uh, like it'll be like a There's rerun. Your cop show again. It'll be a rerun of like the Black there's there's or, your cop show like that but it's oh, unfortunate bummer. but at the same time like uh i think undateable went from just okay sitcom to like something interesting and worth watching when it went live i really do think that so um i at least gotta give him credit for at least trying something all right well let's stick with the live element and let's stick with nbc saturday okay. night live big weekend dude it's a huge it's the end of the year amy poehler and tina fey are back Bruce Springsteen, uh, Springsteen and the E Street Band yeah. are the musical guests. He's about to kick off a 2016 tour. He is. Uh, what a way to go out, dude! Yeah. I, I have always had a soft spot in my heart for the Christmas episode of Saturday Night Live, <laughs> mainly for two reasons. One. It's the last episode of the year. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas time in New York City. That area of New York City is very it's magnet. Popping, it's man. very popping. Got the tree it's, going on. It's full just effect. it's just very lively area. Yeah. And that and that kind of almost gets absorbed into the walls. And we're wearing t-shirts this there go around, which yeah, exactly. is kind of weird. But the other thing I like about it too is like it's usually very cameo heavy. Mm-hmm. Everyone that you know is an SNL alum will drop by for the holidays, say hey, this, that, or the other thing, and it's usually a really solid host. Like the like the last couple of years, I want to say like Jimmy Fallon did it, like Timberlake did one of them. Like Jimmy Fallon, I want to say has done like SNL Christmas episode, like the last like at least twice yeah, he's in the last been like five years. Around, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, there's also like the, a track record of them like putting out something that like kind of gets traction. I don't know if you know this, but like. Lazy Sunday was released on before a long holiday break episode that they repeated the year later with Dick in a Box. Like right. these iconic SNL shorts have happened for that. And then um, I don't know if you remember the one they did with Fallon, but they did that one with Fallon where he uh, where they did the uh, Do It in My Twin Bed where he oh, like, yeah. raps with all the girls. Yes. That was an SNL. That was a holiday, was a holiday episode. Yeah. So like they always kind of launch like really good stuff. Um, that was but, a yeah. good, that was a good La- sketch, man. Yeah, but dude, like, funny. but like Lazy Sunday, that was like arguably one of the biggest sketches of the, the last ten years. SNL launched on the, on the Christmas yeah. episode. And, and you can thank YouTube for that. I think, yeah, yeah. Oh well, that 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 was just a, of one of those serendipitous. Yeah. Like that was one of the first videos many people saw on YouTube because it was this new thing. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, so. Because of all these facts and these reasons, like that episode is always usually a big episode, um, and I mean, goddamn, I mean Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I don't know if you can get bigger guests. I think they've had co-hosts in the past, like do people hosting. Mm-hmm. So that's not really weird. But at the same time, it's like you have some of the biggest names in comedy right now, and then you have one of the biggest, most like respected musicians doing it as well. And Springsteen doesn't do a lot of like televised performances or interviews for that matter so um so question yeah uh let's each pick one okay or maybe two okay potential cameos okay who's showing up who would show who would show up and be like oh shit like well i'm thinking i'm thinking for the most recent i think uh i'm thinking like hater or Kristen wig okay something like that i wouldn't be surprised so one of the alum fallon or Timberlake are probably usually safe guesses. Yeah, I was gonna say Fallon's would be one for me. I think John Hamm is always sometimes a, a good a good call. Right. Um. So yeah, who knows? Okay. So outside the realm of alum, who who are you thinking? Outside of the realm of what alum. what do we just get here? I don't we know. Just we just some... got oh we got some Cinnabon delights from Taco Bell. Oh jeez. 
I'm so not allowed to have those. Yeah, but I am. How, oh. many, how many are in there? How many are in there? Enough for me to eat all of them. <laughs> oh my god! How many? No, seriously, how many in there? And I'm gonna see how long it takes you to eat all of them. All right. Anyway, well, I'm talking here. No, so you're who eating else will drop here. In? Yeah, um, think, think not like uh, like is a politician gonna swing in? Is maybe? Is, uh, but does Obama know, show up? It's possible. But you know what? I also would be big. surprised if like these are also the times where like a Steve Martin shows up or an Alec Baldwin. Right. I'm thinking Bill Murray yeah, 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 or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, one, one of the old school guys. guys. Yeah, one of the old school guys. Well, who missed out in, on SNL 40? Well, Murray was there. Eddie Murphy was there. Rob Rob Schneider. I guess he was around. Rob Schneider was there. I mean, a lot of the guys from SNL 40 were there, man. Who do, who didn't make it? Who didn't? Well, make the dead the guys cut? obviously didn't make the cut. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> Spade made it. Sandler made it. Sandberg made it. All those guys. So I'm mm. thinking someone from the. La- I'm thinking alum from the last like ten years or so. Will probably okay. Show well, wig makes sense. Yeah, wig makes sense. Melissa right. McCarthy, maybe. All right. Uh, let's see. What else can we chat about here before we get to our top twenty? Uh, Howard Stern. In case you didn't, if you're living under a rock, uh, <laughs> Howard Stern signed a 12-year agreement with SiriusXM. I'm very surprised by this. Um, I'm a little surprised. So. Here's what I wasn't surprised about, okay. and we talked about this last time, I think, or, or maybe we just had a conversation in the office. I knew that the his archives were going to have a separate deal than Howard. Didn't I predict this? Yeah, I, and you I did. Said, you did. I think they'll sign the archives for longer than, than Howard will be back on the air, if he comes back on the air at all. So am I surprised by him signing on? No. He's doing another five-year deal. Uh, on the radio. But he's, they signed the archives for 12. 12, yes. Okay? And this is going to include a video element now, which is, it's like, what's taking so long with video? I feel, like, yeah, I feel like they're so. playing catch up with this. I mean, he had yeah. Howard TV, but Howard TV has been gone for, what, two years now? Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, for the longest time, his content was showing up unmonetized on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Shows, video from Howard TV, all that kind of stuff. So this deal almost like should have happened a long time ago because... I don't ever feel like SiriusXM wrangled that content, um, and he probably has missed out on a lot of money from, yeah. that, from those streams and those plays on YouTube and stuff like that, well, too. Well, the good thing is he has it, and he owns it, well, and yeah. he's making and, a profit. And, and he's monetizing it now. He is, absolutely. <laughs> and it's not just from his time on SiriusXM. It's also from his time on K-Rock and all yep. that stuff, too. So, I mean, how long has Howard been on the air? 30-plus years? So it's, it's all those archives. Yeah, it's a crazy amount of time. Yeah, he owns so, all that stuff. So congrats to him and uh, all my friends and and. Former family over there at SiriusXM, uh, all good people. It, so I, uh, not kidding you, after band rehearsal last night, about twelve thirty a.m., I was riding my city bike uh, from rehearsal back home, and I pulled up to a red light, and sure enough, who went out to cross the street? The entire crew from the Catholic Channel over at SiriusXM, and uh, I was like, "What are you, what are you guys doing up? I didn't know Catholics could be up this late." I was like, kind of yeah. busting their balls. They're like, "No, we were actually out drinking." I'm like, "Wait, what? You're allowed to drink too?" And so we were going at each other. It was a lot of fun, and uh, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "Dude, we're celebrating." Howard signed, and I yeah. was like, "This is." So many of my friends were like, "Yay, my job!" You know, and yeah, it's of course, just to show the, just to show you the power that Howard has and the impact well, not I'm, only I'm, on the yeah. stock but the you know everyone's job over there it's I mean been, like uh, yeah I mean like people talk about people talk about how big a payday he was getting for this type of stuff but that's almost non-factor I mean just do the simple math how uh, much does it cost for a subscription to so I do this math okay, all the time okay. I, did the, I did this math from day one because okay. everyone was like oh my god so much million yeah, dollars yeah, yeah. in three months he's paid yeah he's done Okay. That's yeah, because it. it, it's so much. So pressure. now you have four years and nine months left. Yeah. To recoup anything else that. And you're that's not even on. counting like the new subscription that he right. brings in or the on brings. One hundred percent. Yeah. So. so 
It, don't Cause, cause, sweat you know, that. Because SiriusXM, I mean, we don't know the exact numbers mm-hmm. of subscriptions, but like 25, it, yeah, 30 it's, million? Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the mid-20s. Okay, so let's say that times, what, 10 bucks a subscription? Sure, call it 10 What's, bucks. what's 25 million times 10? 2.5 billion? The, is that the billion answer is Howard's paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where it comes from. So like, yes, I mean, doing the math, Howard's paid off very quickly into the contract. So, um, so good for him for getting paid and good for everyone for trying to figure out what's going on. So yeah, yeah there you go. All right, uh, one more thing of note here before we get to that countdown, like I said, is, and I'm super, super stoked for this. Uh, the 21st Annual Critics' Choice Awards will be hosted by none other than T.J. Miller. I'm psyched and for this. I'm so psyched for this because T.J., in any forum, whether it's stand-up, hosting, television, film, just hanging out, the dude is Mr. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. He is... Amazing at everything he does, and he's absolutely hysterical. He's yeah. one of my favorite people on planet Earth, and he can do no wrong in my eyes. And and if him yelling from the back row of the Oscars, it's any <laughs> testament to what we can expect from the hosting chair yeah, of yeah. the Critics Awards. Um, I can see him just having so much fun. Uh, I don't know if you remember last year, but when, when he won an award for for uh, his HBO show Silicon yeah. Valley, he was. He was eating like yeah, when his yeah, name yeah. was announced. And he was just, and then he was like, "Oh my god!" And then he was trying to jam more food in before he had to go up there. Yeah, yeah. It's just so funny, man. That guy TJ's is great, unbelievable. So, uh, everyone, be on the lookout for that. Uh, he's going to be hosting that on January seventeenth, and it's uh, this is kind of cool. It's going to be simulcasted on A and E, Lifetime, and LMN all. Uh, Yes, yeah, simultaneously, all at the same time. That's what that means. Mark, stop thinking out loud. There you go. All right, so let's get to it, shall we? Before we get to Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. 2015 in review, best comedy albums and specials. Uh, we there. First of all, there were so many. There were a lot specials that we had to just sort of merge specials and albums because. Yeah. Albums are starting to kind of fall off here. This uh, year, you know? this year, it, well, I mean, everything's kind of moving over to a streaming platform. Right. So, uh, what, whereas, so, so whether you stream a video or you stream an, an audio album, it's kind of this become the same thing. And I've actually always kind of found it funny why people look at specials and albums as two different things. Like, so, like someone releases has five albums and three specials. It's like, all right, you have eight. Albums, yeah, you have eight, eight albums. Specials, That's the way I look at or it. Or eight so, hours of yeah. material, like uh, whether it's on the audio version or the the Unless video. Unless you're version. Titus, dude goes an hour forty five. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, there's exceptions to every rule, Mark. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is like, if you have eight hours of material, whether it was videotaped or recorded, it's eight hours of material that's out there in the world to consume. So right. we kind of so we merged them for that specific reason, and we're counting down in two in two waves on the LaughBun.com. We got numbers twenty through eleven happening right now, right, and then like right after the podcast goes live you're going to get uh basically 10 through one right oh bram uh, bram insider is number do you, one do you want to say what it is bram? no don't say number one don't spoil that shit no it's not spoiler alert well they blow up the death star. <laughs> they blow up the death star yes star wars the force awaken made our list of top 20 albums and specials of 2015 yeah, right, right. <laughs> because it, it made everyone else's list isn't it crazy harry potter made a cameo in yeah, the force awakens exactly exactly Nuts. jar jar binks was number two did you see that by the way did you see the binks uh, Force Awakens trailer. Uh, no, I oh did not. my god, it's great. That's funny. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, so I mean, like, without giving away too much of the list, because we want you to read about it on the LaughButton.com. Uh, some of your highlights of 2015 best albums. Just uh, toss out a few. We won't rank them or anything like that. We'll just throw. Oh, some okay. Out. We're not gonna. So we're not gonna yeah, count I mean, like, down. Well, no, go to what, the website. LaughButton.com. I want people to go to the website. Okay. I want them to read what we had. I want them to because we've spent some time on this. But like, All some right. of your highlights of 2015 for best albums and specials. Mm, okay. Um. 
Well, <sighs> let's see, where to begin? I mean, I don't want to give anything away. Well, listen, you don't know where the number's at. Right. You don't know where it ends up and what we all wrote about it, but just some of your personal highlights. Like Mark, Mark says top 10, or Mark says whatever your, your highlights were. Okay, one highlight yeah. um, I'm going to say is I was pleasantly surprised. Um, not that I wasn't expecting to be surprised, but I was pleasantly surprised and super happy with everything that came out of the half hours from Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. They had some great half hours. Almost top to bottom, every single one that came out yeah. as an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had 13 half hours, and I think six of them were released as albums. Awesome, yeah. man. From yeah. Sam Marill to Randy Letke. I already liked the dude. That guy was a beast. Yeah, I already yeah. liked the dude, but now I like really like yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he's Sam one of my Morales, favorite. We working. saw the taping for Sam Morales. Yeah, Sam Morales was so good. Yes. And uh, Cheeto Santino, yeah, right? Yeah, Andrew Santino. This was great. He, Michelle uh, Boutel, Lisa Traeger. Yep. They were great as well. So so those as a collective okay. uh, made me very happy and was a big highlight this year for me because... This is the next wave. This yeah. is the next batch. Yeah. And they're all great. Yeah. And they're all, right. all going to be great. Cool. So, I mean, I, m two personal highlights for me Anthony Jeselnik special. Yes. Because, like, Jeselnik has kind of been quiet since the firing from Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. And he had the hosting all, role. Since, well, the, last uh, comic the hosting stand. role, last comic stand, was very weird because, like, I was like, oh, I didn't expect that to be his next move. Right. Um, but, like, he hadn't really talked about what happened with him, the shark party, and the Jeselnik offensive, and all that stuff, and the, you know, the marathon tweets and all that stuff. And his special. The first 40 minutes of it were just straight up classic Jezelneck, mm -hmm. awesome misdirection kind of jokes. And the last 20, it wasn't really set up punch joke tag. It was like, hey, I got some grievances, some complaints and sure. grievances to air. And it was funny as hell. Uh, and, the, you know, obviously the joke that literally has gotten shared probably the most is the title of the, uh, the special Thoughts and Prayers. Yeah, Thoughts and Prayers. So I think that is actually a really, really strong one. Um, I love Brooks Whelan's most recent record, uh, mainly because, you know, he got fired from SNL. His future was looking bright, wasn't looking bright, put out the special, boom, Funniest shit. Crushed it. Crushed it. Like, toward, toward the shit out of the United the States. Toward the shit out of that, yeah. Called, uh, was it called the Brooks Whelan Falls Back on Stand-Up Comedy Tour? <laughs> so, like, I was psyched about that. And then, you know, I mean, Kinane put out a great record. I'm going like, to I'm gonna pick one more here. Okay, yeah, I'm going mean, to say uh, Wayne Fetterman was one of my highlights. Here's why. Why? Debut album, 30 years worth of material. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this guy has been around the game for a long, long time. Uh, it's cliche to say things like the comics comic, but this guy yeah. out in the scene, out in L.A., everybody knew this guy. Everybody loves this guy. Anytime he's in a scene in a movie, he steals yeah. it. He, he's just that kind of player. He and uh, he's going to be on a future podcast. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because he shines some lights on some things he was doing 25 years ago that are now like cool to do. And everyone's getting TV shows on him and stuff from ukulele playing and other specific comedy yeah. bits that he was doing so and, you're saying uh, he took shots at kate micucci no no because <laughs> he loves those people yeah, and yeah, he yeah. works with them all the time yeah. it's just like it's 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 more of a bummer okay you know what i mean because well, like, i mean right time right place sometimes exactly stuff, you know? and this guy for 30 years was ahead of the curve yeah and now he kind of put out this you know the chronicles of fetterman yeah and it's awesome because you hear footage from 1984 on there mm -hmm. and you hear how 
his voice obviously grew as time went on, but you can see those elements were there already, mm-hmm. you know, up up until the footage from his recent appearance on Fallon. Yeah. You know, he just uh, he's a pioneer, I think. I mean, his his, his so appearance I was on stoked for that. His appearance on the Tonight Show and Fallon. Well, same thing. But um, I remember Gary Shandling. Like shared our story about Wayne Fetterman mm-hmm. on the Tonight Show. Gary Shanley's like, "Yo, it's pretty awesome." It's Wayne Fetterman. I was like, "Yeah." So like, it was awesome seeing Gary Shanley give those props to Fetterman. Um, I mean, granted, it helped us with traffic because Gary Shanley was like reading the Thank website. Thank you, Gary. Like, Thanks, Gary. But uh, it was really cool to see that. It's like, oh wow, that's cool. So yeah, Fetterman was great. I mean, like so many great specials hey, this year. Really who, who can go out on stage uh, uh, on the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. play one chord? Mm-hmm. And then just get up and say, mm, you can take that away now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. It's great. So funny. Great. So, yeah. So, right. good year for comedy. I mean, like, I mean, who else put out albums well, this year? Well, let's not get, I don't know. I don't want to get I don't even want to name way. names, but they're like, there's people that didn't even make this list that put out. Like, and it was hard to make. It was. The, it was hard. We literally filled a whiteboard with all the names of the comics that put out albums this year. And we just kind of slowly just kind of went in there and like, nah, that, is this one better than this one? Is that one better than this one? What was What's this one's impact on this type right. of thing? And, you know, I mean, between Netflix, Comedy Central, Comedy Dynamics, mm-hmm. Epics, HBO, self-released, Showtime, self-released. I mean, they were everywhere. Yes. Specials were released at Rooftop, AST. Albums and specials were released Kill rock everywhere. Stars. Kill Rock Stars put out records this year. Secretly Canadians released a couple records. Yeah. So it's it's been everywhere. So. Uh, it was really difficult. We were originally going to go with the top 10, but we couldn't even make it the top 10, so it's the top 20. All right, so thelaughbutton.com. Be sure to go there, check it out, and we've got uh, some clips and highlights from said people that made the list, Correct. so you can check them out if you're not sure of them or you never heard of them. Mm-hmm. You can uh, check them out for the first time and be blown away, and uh, we'll have part two of this. We'll have uh, 10 through 1. 10 through 1. Coming out on Friday, so uh, yeah. at the time of this podcast, you only have to wait another day, but we'll have, but you can, we'll have you can our top 10. spend day reading 20 through 11. Yes. There you go. Yes, I like where your head's at. All right, it's uh, time for Gilbert Gottfried right now on the Laugh Button Podcast. Again, we implore you to go to thelaughbutton.com. You can check out all the other news and highlights that have been going on and other interviews that we've uh, done with said people. We've got some great upcoming interviews, including Jamie Lee. Uh, I mentioned Wayne Fetterman's going to be on a future episode of the podcast. Got a big end of year coming up. Yes, a big end of year special. 2015 roundtable. With uh, some big heavy hitters in the yeah. world of journalism and some comedy. Some of our comedy so. journalism friends. All right, without further ado, here's Gilbert Godfrey right now on the Laugh Button Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Joining me on the Laugh Button Podcast right now is, uh, it's safe to say at this point, I think, he is a legend. He is a... Oh, jeez. Look, the calls are already coming in. Yeah. It's great. Ah. <laughs> yeah. That, that someone that someone calling in to go, he's not a legend. <laughs> yeah, right. So, no, 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 no. Where, where the hell do you make Gilbert Gottfried a legend? He's not a legend. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin was a legend, not 
Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> well, I think, look, I think it's safe for me to say, Gilbert, because you're not going to yes. say it, but I'll say it. Yes. Uh, you're, it's you're, safe for you to say because no one's listening. It's <laughs> yeah. true. There's only one other person in this room besides you and I, uh, and they may not be listening. Yes. And uh, so we'll keep it to ourselves. How about yeah. that? Between yes. you and I, Gilbert. Yes. You are a it's legend. Just between me and you. You are. Uh, you're and a- it is because no one listens to this show. <laughs> So it will be, I can confess to murders right now. Uh, Is there something you need to get off your chest? I I killed uh, Nicole Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. And I feel terrible. So that was you underneath the Bronco? Yeah. I I saw a shoe, you know. (laughs) People don't look for that kind of thing, but there you were. Yeah, that was me. It was... All right, you uh, you're a comics comic. You're a, a man's man. Yeah, you're you're a human's yeah, human. Yeah, I go out hunting. A- <laughs> yeah, I drink. I hunt. What's, I'm a man's man. What's the most manly thing you've ever done uh, in your life, Gilbert? Like, have you ever just said, you know what? Today I'm going to do something just super manly, just so I can. Let well, everyone know I accomplished that and I can move on. I've worked as a longshoreman. Ah, <laughs> uh, I joined the Navy. Yeah, I, I, I fought in the war with my bare hands. I wouldn't even use a rifle. <laughs> they said, we'll give you a rifle. Nope, I'm going to fight them with my bare hands. Now, you, now are they like, uh, they must be like leather at this yes. point then. So no, well, you could stop for bullets. For other reasons can... <laughs> too, they turn to leather. Uh, not just the fighting. The fighting, uh, they actually remain soft. Uh, other what? reasons, What's they've it? grown calluses <laughs> on them. What's it? Uh, is it too personal to ask what it's like to masturbate with an alligator hand? Is that? Uh... Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, masturbating with an alligator hand was a movie that came out in the 50s. <laughs> it had John Carradine. Of course it did. It of was it called did. Masturbating with an Alligator Hand. It was a horror film in 3D. Right. Yes. Straight to yeah. uh, cassette. They didn't even yeah. want to let yeah. the film out of the bag, right? It was just audio only. Audio yeah. Only. They didn't even have cassettes back then. and But they said, we're going to invent cassettes one day. So... We could do masturbating with an alligator. <laughs> Straight to cassette, right? So, uh, so then we have more to be thankful for that that movie ever existed because you yes. know they changed the technology game, and uh, and the eighties, the seventies, and eighties were very this fruitful. Christmas, buy your kids the new toy, masturbating with an alligator hand. Where they put on an alligator hand and masturbate with it. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Just make sure you clip the nails first. Clip yeah, the yes. nails, right? That, they don't they don't come free clipped, Gilbert. So you gotta make sure those kids stay safe. <laughs> were you um were you one of the Jewish kids that celebrated Christmas here in New York? Like, was that a thing with your family? Did yeah, you? Uh, I I actually was uh, one of those Jews that thought you know Christmas was the better of the holidays, <laughs> right? For me, because uh, see, my parents didn't go in. For that eight gifts thing. Okay. They Had were... they gone in for the eight gifts, I would have liked Hanukkah a hell of a lot more. Uh, but uh, no, they only did the one, so it didn't matter to me. Oh, okay. And plus, you know, it's like 
no one's really celebrating Jesus on Christmas. No, no, not not really. I mean, maybe there are some people that think they are. Yeah, right? it's like a no, smoke and mirrors game to just get more presents. No, right? you're just you're just watching, uh, you know, Rudolph or the Grinch. So, which year did you get? exactly what you wanted where you're like look I, I didn't get the eight i'm supposed to but i got the uh, one and it was the gift of it, all gifts it, it was last year when i got the uh alligator hand <laughs> to masturbate with <laughs> <laughs> so that means the patent went with, through right and batteries included <laughs> as they should be right why do people always not shorthanding people? No pun yeah, intended. Yes. Short, <laughs> short alligator, alligator handing people. Um, yeah, that always that was always crappy when it didn't come with batteries, right? Can we yes. just do that? Yeah, that was. Do, do you think the battery com companies were in collusion with toy companies, just saying like, look, here's what you're gonna do? Okay, when I was a kid. I used to put together these monster models. Oh, nice. And and uh, I the company was Aurora. And uh, they used to advertise in their instructions. They would go, for best results, use Aurora cement to put them. And I, even as a kid, I thought... Any any goddamn cement will work the same. Right. You know, don't don't advertise your cement like, oh, the others will go flying apart or will catch on fire if you do it. You know, it's So you knew right away. You were oh, yeah. You were smart at a young age. Yeah. I was even at that too. I was a Jew <laughs> businessman. <laughs> so were you the classmate that, uh, like, for instance, one of my skills at a young age were, were, uh, was, was putting on an alligator hat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was on the box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, I don't know if you knew this, Gilbert, but I was the kid on the box. <laughs> so um, I, I was uh, pretty decent at origami. Okay. It's kind of a weird thing to be good at at a young age, but uh, I was the kid. I stay away from everything Japanese now, but uh, that's <laughs> <Right>. fine. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure I didn't pronounce it origami back then. It was pronounced something else, I'm sure. So maybe it, it didn't appear to be when, Japanese. When I masturbate with my alligator, <laughs> alligator hand. Made out of I, paper. Yes. That, I sometimes have an origami. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I, <laughs> exactly. All right, so I could fold paper into a ninja star, right? You take two pieces of paper, and then you could put them together, and it would look like a ninja star. Wow. So, so I would do that, and I would charge kids a dollar, you know, for this. Oh, this my God. This was like God. my move. Because my parents didn't have a lot of money, and, uh, you know, I had to get street smarts pretty quick. So I, I, I learned how to do this, and I started selling this kids for a dollar. This is in grade school, and that's how I paid for my lunch. I feel like you were that kid... That, that had wish, some some sort see, of knowledge. I wish I would was that smart. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, I were you a betting man at I a young age? I should have studied origami, <laughs> and maybe that's how I could have made a buck. Yeah, you could have made your millions early, Gilver. That's what I did. Million pennies. See now, I am one of those people who, if I'm walking down the street and there's a penny there, yeah. I'm going to pick it up. You're getting that penny. Yeah, I'm getting that penny. Now, do you are you superstitious about the heads up, heads down thing? Do you no. care? A penny's no. a penny. If, if, if it's a penny there, uh, my juice side takes over and goes, <laughs> ah, good luck, a penny. 
Well, once <laughs> once they get rid of these pennies and they stop making them, maybe these pennies will actually that, be worth more money. Talk, yes. You know, and then all of a sudden now everyone's going to want these pennies. Now, are they going to discontinue? I don't think. I think the penny the pennies are like the cockroaches of money. They'll never go. They're, away. They're, they will yeah. they will multiply somehow. Yeah. They will be everywhere. Be a nuclear holocaust <laughs> right. and pennies will still be here. The only thing to survive. So that right. I'll survive the nuclear holocaust just knowing that there'll be pennies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and you probably like me have built a No, I don't like you at all. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a whole I made that story. claim too early. I'm yeah. sorry. I should have waited 20, 20 to 25 yeah. more minutes. Maybe <laughs> maybe I could have got that accolade. Um uh you um also like me. I don't know if that's a better way to put it. Uh I feel like you maybe built a bomb shelter out of pennies because of this uh, fact yes. that you're gonna, yes. you could be inside the penny wall. You'll be safe, and then you leave the penny wall, and then, uh, you know, you, uh, can, inside, you get all the leftovers, Inside Gilbert. the penny wall was a porn film that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, were, were you the fluffer on that? Or uh, you yeah. the, <laughs> how did you get into the porn industry? Was it fluffing first for you, or was uh, it, yeah. were, you sa- were you the sound guy? Were uh, you, yeah. <laughs> Gilbert, how how old were you when you watched your first porn? When you saw your first porn? How, how uh, young were you? Let's see. I think when I watched the two f- uh two movies that came out that hit regular theaters. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah, say that again. They came out and Yeah, uh, <laughs> see, yeah, that that came out and hit me in the eye. <laughs> uh no. They two movies came out about the same time. And back then, they were, it was a big hip thing, and they were releasing it to regular theaters. Amazing. And it was like uh, Deep Throat. Right. And I think the other was The Devil and Miss Jones. And, or The Devil in Miss Jones. I was going to say, in in Miss Jones. (laughs) And uh, with uh, Georgina Spears. Belvin, and the other one was with Linda Lovelace. Back then, these porn actresses weren't all that hot looking. Yeah, they were just kind of, they were willing to offer it up, Gilbert, right? This is. They uh, were willing to suck a cock. They were the rock stars of porn. You know, you'd say, you didn't have to look great. No. But as long as you could play, you know, the the instrument well. Yes. you, You could star. You could be a star. So, so you went as, to the theater as, and as watched these. They were as long as they were willing to put on the alligator hand. <laughs> but I think actually before, they had like in these porn places where they had all over New York at yeah. one point. These places where you'd put in a coin, and they would show like about five seconds of a porn, and the scam there. Was it would go off after four? Well, I'd go off after four <laughs> seconds. Oh, so you but, saved a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> your poor friends—they were like, ah, "I'm out fifty bucks." You're like, "Oh, well, I guess." They—they they would start to like. It would be like a cliffhanger, <laughs> so it would end with the girl lifting her dress up, okay. and you go, "Oh, well, now the good part's coming up," and then it would. The other would be a waste of time too, and then she'd like 
be reaching down with our hand. You go, oh, now. Now I got it. Yeah. And it would run out. Oh, and it would just, oh, so there was no ending. There yeah. was no, no yeah. one got topped I, off. I would have to go home and end it myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people say that the, the worst job of all time might be, you know, the, the cleanup guy at one of those facilities, right? I, I, mean, I knew I, a comic who worked in a porn place. Oh, no. But I think... I think he may have just made change, uh, but yet the guy washing up—that—that—that mm. that, that can't be a good job. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, take a step back. Think about your job right now that you you might hate so much, and just understand it could be much, much worse. But but right? you know the guy who cleans up uh, in those porn theaters. Uh, actually, you, you don't realize it's a job with a future. <laughs> It's, that's yeah. true. Kind of yeah. like, yeah, someone who owns a graveyard, right? It's yeah. like you're never going to run out of business, yeah. <laughs> right? There's always going to be a spill. Yeah? There's yeah. always going to be a spill. Um, that, yeah, that's uh, it's too bad they didn't have, well, no, it's actually a good thing they didn't have camera phones back then where, you know, someone would leave the facility and be like, oh, you know, he comes in and it's oh like, oh, wow, that God. was a good one. You know, it takes yeah. a photo of it, Instagram, you know, Insta jizz is it, I guess. And puts it out there for everybody to see. But um, all right. So um, speaking of jobs, Gilbert, what? Uh, who lost your services back in the day? Once this became your career, like what? What were you doing? What kind of odd jobs were you doing that oh, that uh, they just couldn't keep you? I, they just I, couldn't keep you. I had, I had a bunch of like regular day jobs okay. over the years, like messenger jobs and. And stuff that was horrible. You, were you a bike messenger in New York no, City? Or did you... uh, no, that I would have died in the first five minutes. <laughs> I was like a foot messenger. Oh, I gotcha. would deliver okay. feet to people. <laughs> people who didn't have feet, I would deliver it to them. <laughs> and uh, gives new meaning to to athlete's foot, right? Uh, if you're yes. going to supply one to the Brooklyn Dodgers or the Mets or something, uh, yes, you know, you... yes, people who didn't have a foot, they would call and I come. Home. Gilbert's foot delivery, I like it. All right, so uh, so you were a foot messenger, yes. Now, now, were you a were you a sneaky foot messenger? Would you read the messages? Did you were you always aware of kind of the like? Were you the gossip? Like, did you start the gossip magazine scene based on your knowledge of what messages were being sent back and forth? Uh, yeah, the messages I had were the most lamest messengers. Oh no! Like, so, uh, yeah, it would just be like, hey, I'm gonna call you tomorrow at five. Yeah, <laughs> these just- were the worst. I, I couldn't get in on, uh, like, who was gay. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah. So no gossip. No gossip messages. Well, uh, back to the... Uh, I, I So we can uh, finish this off, no pun intended. Um, did you go see these movies in the theater? Like, do you remember having that experience? And, I, and- yeah, I, I remember. Oh, I remember one of the first... The first time I went into one of these sex shops, I was like... I. I, you know, I wasn't old enough okay. to go in. And they had these signs there that said, you know, uh, under 18, absolutely not allowed. You must have ID. And I got like a false ID card. And I went into this porn place and and gave this sleazy guy. I held up the porn thing. And he looked at me like, 
you know, what are you, out of your fucking mind? Like, I don't look at these. <laughs> right. I, I don't care. Yeah. You know, you could wheel a baby into those places <laughs> and they go, yeah, he looks old enough. <laughs> what, um, what's one of your earliest memories of a, of a classic New York moment? And, and the reason I ask this, Gilbert, is is I'm not from here originally. You know, I, I moved here, and uh, I remember the first time, uh, you know, I saw a guy shitting himself on the subway, you know, or or someone masturbating on the subway, or That's do, do you know what I mean? Like, subway was at its height. Right, yeah. right. I, so I distinctly remember those moments, and I was like, yeah, I'm officially like I'm officially like a New Yorker now. You know what I mean? Like, I remember like, seeing uh, somebody shitting between two parked cars oh, out no. in the street. Yeah. <laughs> were you with Were you with your family or anything? Like, what? How does that conversation go? Like, how do you explain that well, to the kids? Well, I, I didn't you know? stop by and talk to him. Oh, I, okay. And I certainly didn't shake his hand. <laughs> sure, sure. And another time, I saw some crazy old woman walking down the street with her her uh, pants around her ankles <laughs> just and that airing out yeah <laughs> yeah that was pretty disgusting outside of my window on a bench uh they i saw these like homeless man and woman going at it yeah, that was pretty disgusting oh no you can't unsee that Gilbert. no you no. can't unsee that wow <laughs> um all right, so when did you realize comedy was, was what you had to pursue? Like, uh, uh, when I you... realized I was no good at anything else. Okay, yeah. so, so was that pretty... I don't want well, to ask you rudely, was that pretty early on? Was uh, that, that, you... that was very early on, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, if I stayed in the regular work world, mm -hmm. I would have basically had those jobs that jerry lewis had in his movies gotcha like, you know jerome watch my gas station while i go out to lunch you know? <laughs> right yes mr Fleidelman. oh man <laughs> yeah. G gilbert that would be amazing to see you because I, th I think new jersey if they're not the last state they might be one of the last states where you're not allowed to pump your own gas right like the the people there see, have well, to do I it for you right my own gas <laughs> with my alligator <laughs> oh man <laughs> Everything's a death trap with you, Gilbert. Yes, I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't get away from it. I can't get away from. It. So I think it would be fun for you to work as a, a, a gas attendant for a day. Would you do that and pump people's gas? Yeah. See, and, but and now see... they they would have to make it into a reality show. Yeah, that's true. Like Gilbert, gas station attendant. <laughs> right. I once did a uh, one episode of a reality show. It was one of those celebrity ghost hunting shows. Oh, what? wait. Oh, I, I, you did a ghost hunting show? Yes. With, okay. And it was me. There was some football player. I don't remember his name, but he was black. Uh, and, uh, and one of, one of the, uh, I, I feel like you del delivered feet to his parents. Uh, yes. Yes, yes I did. <laughs> so indirectly, he was one of your own, Gilbert. <laughs> and, and, um, one of the other people on it, getting back to porn, mm -hmm. it was Tracy Lords. Oh, wow. Tracy Lords. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and there was one part in the show where we had to actually get... It, was, it took place. We, we filmed it inside an actual abandoned insane asylum. Oh, geez. Okay. And uh, 
One of the ways of knowing if there were ghosts there, there was like this, uh, you know, thermometer that you'd hold in one side of the room. And it's so if one side was a degree hotter or colder than the other part of the room, that, of course, meant ghosts. All right. Because, you know... And, and abandoned insane asylums are known for the temperature control. <laughs> right. Yes. It was either that or the one of the producers farted, right? Yes. And it's just, yeah, exactly. It's just warmer over there, right, for a minute. <laughs> and <laughs> so in one part, we had to get together in a, a circle and communicate with this serial killer oh, who is still loose in the building. And, you know, much like the movie Ghost where uh, Patrick Swayze has to be inside Whoopi Goldberg, and she's like his host of his spirit. Uh, uh, This ghost had to go inside, and it's like Tracy Lord is there going, come inside me, come inside. (laughs) And I thought... She actually sounds very well rehearsed. <laughs> have you do, have you done this before, Tracy? Yeah. Is this, a, is this the first time you've yes. been uh, <laughs> had a ghost inside you? <laughs> oh no. Oh, I wonder if she ever thinks about the people that that have been inside her who have passed on, and if they're you know she does like oh, some yeah. sort of seance. <laughs> You know, to, yes. hey, you were my best. You know, just yeah. one, give me one more. Just give me one more go. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Um, okay, so you did that. Um, Gilbert, I'm going to say, uh, I don't know if this is if this is embarrassing or not, but but how I discovered you as, as a person uh, was USA's Up All Night, right? Uh-huh. USA Up All Night. This was a show. I grew up in a very small town in Ohio. It took us a long time to get things like cable, and and there were def- there was definitely uh, no stand up comedy in my town, you know. So so I remember staying up late at my friend's house, and he had cable, and we would watch all the things I wasn't allowed to watch, you know, at my place, or, or just couldn't because I, I didn't have it available to me, and uh, and that's where I discovered you uh, on USA Up All Night, and and I just remember hearing you and hearing your voice and it being so distinct. And and thinking to myself, I will never be able to unhear that voice ever again. <laughs> and and I remember asking my parents, it, I uh, this is a true story. I I remember asking my parents if what was wrong with you. <laughs> I was like, is there? Because my mom was a nurse, and I was like, Mom, does this guy does this guy have a medical medical condition? Did he? Is this why you're not supposed to put toys in your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> is this what happens when you swallow the matchbox? You know, like, it, so, is this what happens when you <laughs> use the alligator hand? Right. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I just remember that so distinctly. <laughs> and, and then of course, you know, when you when you would appear in movies and stuff, I'm like, it's oh, it's the guy from View Sample Night. And I started pieced it all together. And then you know, my dad explained to me that you were a stand-up comic, and he, you know, he explained what that was and everything. So obviously, I I, I that's how I entered your career, uh, yeah. Gilbert. So how did you how did you wind up getting that gig, uh, and and what was that like? Because that that ran for a while, right? Like uh, yeah, started they, in the '80s, I think, the very late '80s. And they, and they asked me. Uh, that's basically it. They oh, really? Me. <laughs> ba- ba- based off your stand-up, I assume, or like yeah, someone found you they, and was just like, actually, "Oh, this guy would be great." Uh, wanted me, and uh, I went on. And what was so ridiculous about it? was it was these like 
mainly teen comedies, the teen eight, 1980s tits and ass sure, comedies sure. with no tits and no ass. They edited and, all that good stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Right. So now you could actually concentrate on the plot <laughs> right. and the acting and and uh, riveting dialogue. <laughs> so so did they make you watch all the movies or did uh, you just I, I would I would watch them but I would watch I would ask them for the unedited one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have too. I would have too. And and they would always be these movies that would have like like uh, the brothers, sisters, and cousins of big stars. Right. Right. Like like you know uh, like. Uh, Herman like, Cruz or something like that. Or, or Tammy Crawford, Cindy yeah, Crawford's yes. younger sister, <laughs> also trying to model. It's not working out. Yeah. yeah. Catch. Jimmy Bullock. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but those were, uh, that was fun watching you do that, man. That, that was great. Um, when comedy started turning into these other outlets for you, like you, you started doing TV, you started doing film. Did, did that affect your comedy uh, to the point where you had to present yourself differently on stage? Like now you probably had fans coming to your stand-up shows who didn't know you were a stand-up, but saw you in a movie and, and, and you know, and you, you uh, now have to yeah. address this and it's it, like, a, it's a thing now, it's you know? It's a, a weird thing that I kind of miss those days where they didn't know who I was and I could go up on stage and bomb horribly and and just and i didn't care as much i just keep going and now when they're applauding i feel like oh now they're expecting something okay yeah yeah, yeah that makes sense right you know movie comes out and and you know they're just going to be they're happy to see you oh yeah you know walk around they don't even care if you're telling jokes yeah, yeah. it's it's just like they they've got a bunch of comedians they'll have these comedians uh, at comedy clubs who are more known for doing comedy late in life mm-hmm. just as a way to make a buck after their actual career. And right. So you'll see like Mark Skippy Price from Growing Pains and like Screech from Saved by the Bell. And so it's more a thing of, oh, yeah, I saw him. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened. Do you do you think comedy now is is uh, I mean, in today's pop culture, it's everywhere. It's infused in everything and everybody wants comedy to be a part of what they're doing, whether it's television commercials, whether it's selling a product, whether it's shooting funny videos to go online to sell a pro, you know, what I mean, yeah. uh, stand up is bigger than ever now, uh, obviously, with the Internet and YouTube and all that stuff. And people if if people can't get on TV, they'll just start their own TV channel, you know, oh, and, yes. and, you know, in the web series, all this stuff. Do you think having access or this much ability to be this creative um, has helped more or hurt more stand up oh. at its roots Ooh. you know like like specifically stand up comedy well yeah. it it's it's hurt in a lot of ways like now there are people who record your entire act and it's like i remember when i was doing stand up years ago they used to be like the comics would say oh there's some guy in back of the room taking notes like he was stealing jokes that way and now people have stuff that 
fits, you know, and like in, in, in their contact rig. lens. Yeah. Yeah. Your rig. Yeah, sure. And, and it's like they could film like a professional show. And and oh, should I take this off then? Yeah, just, this isn't yeah. a booger, Gilbert. Yeah. This is actually this is a this is a 3D camera. Damn <laughs> it, that booger camera! Those are my biggest problem now. The booger cameras. <laughs> so unexpected, right? You didn't even know. You didn't even ask. No one offered me a Kleenex. Everyone was just on board with it. So and but you know, I'm glad. Another reason. I'm glad that I didn't have all this stuff years ago is I see comics nowadays. They'll like, they'll get three jokes together and they'll put it up on the internet and you go, I don't know if you're quite ready mm-hmm. yet. You know, it takes years of being horrible. Right. Now, you'll continue yeah, being I horrible. Will. It's not going to change <laughs> for you. So, Well, that's my gag. Do- <laughs> that's, my, that's my gag, Gilbert. You know, like you, you found out you weren't good at anything else. I knew what I was good at, which was not being good at anything. Yes, yes. <laughs> So I figured I'd just make that my shtick. You know, it's my shtick. Um, do you... It, I guess it would be uh, not scary, but are you grateful that there weren't all these cameras back in the day when you oh were my God, you know, on yeah. the road or what? Like, uh, and with that said, do you does somebody out there have like a a good like sort of pe- like like piece of blackmail s- something on you that they could be like, yeah, well, just remember Gilbert, I got that tape, so you know, because comics did crazy stuff back in the day, you know, I and wish. none of it was filmed, so. Yeah. I, I wish I did crazy stuff. I wish there was like a blackmailing tape. Were you pretty um, were you pretty chill? Like uh just get in and get out, like do the show, leave. You weren't like yeah, uh it's not like I wouldn't have t- taken the sick shit. But <laughs> Was that you between the cars, Gilbert? Yeah, I feel like yes, it was you. Yes. Okay. I would quite often and you know, when I started out, of course, those were the old days and I had to take a shit between two horses. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't tell which was which, right? Yes. So, so it's a great place to do it. You're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. Um, who were some of your favorite comedy peers that that ended up uh, quitting, and you wish they would have continued on because they were really good, but they just, for whatever reason, you know, they were like, you know what, I'm just gonna start a family, or I'm not making enough money doing this, or or just I'm not enjoying it i want to do something else were there some of your favorite comics that yeah, stopped there, there were uh, billions of those it feels like it's like when whenever i feel really depressed about my career like when i'm talking to you i i feel I respect, i'll take that as a compliment about my career i feel no uh, whenever i feel horrible about my career mm-hmm. I and which is every second I'm going ah you know I'm not good yeah but I always think of like all these comedians over the years when I was going to these open mic clubs and there were millions of them I saw every single night at every single one of the clubs and now I don't remember their names or what they look like. Mm-hmm. I barely remember, like, well, one did a bit, I think, about sandwiches. I'm not really sure. And 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 it's like they just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. 
and just so, gone forever. Yeah. So, and it's like, then I figure, you know, I walk down the street, people recognize me, they want their picture with me. And these people, I don't know if they're dead or alive. Oh, no. It's, yeah, it's, such a, it's uh, very depressing. Yeah, it's a weird thought to, you know, think think about. Because you think uh, a lot of comedians do comedy out of, like you said, they just can't do anything else. Yeah. They don't know how to do anything else. And it's it's almost like a survival, you know, tactic to, to get out of whatever bad situation they were in. So if they were getting out of comedy because that was a bad situation, you know, yeah, oh, what, what could yes. they have possibly gone yes. on to do? So. Um, all right, Gilbert, I got a couple rapid-fire questions for you, if that's okay. Um, <clears throat> one, has anyone approached you to uh, be the voice of a GPS system yet? Uh, constantly. Yeah? yeah all the I'm time? still waiting yeah. for enough money. Yeah, gotcha. Because yeah. you'd be amazing at that. Yeah, that like, to turn left! <laughs> Go down a quarter of a mile and turn left! <laughs> remember when you had to write down directions? I remember I that? remember being a kid in the back of the car and uh, my father having to roll down the window and they still had those things to roll them down. Right. And, and he would go, uh, you know, how do I get? He'd yell to someone on the street. How do I get? And they'd, you know, do the... They'd yell back? Well, yeah, you, you go down three blocks that way and then you make a right. And then you go down four, and and that was directions back then. Yeah, and everyone got to where they needed to get to, right? Yeah. Everything was fine. We figured it out. All right, um, what's the first dirty joke you ever heard? Okay, see, now there is a case of like I have a book out, Rubber Balls right? and Liquor. Right, So that I heard when I was a kid, and that was one of those two people jokes like everything I say, you say rubber balls and liquor. Like I woke up this morning. Rubber balls and liquor. Uh, I had breakfast. Rubber balls and liquor. What are you gonna do with your girlfriend tonight? <laughs> rubber balls and liquor. Yeah. So and I figure out balls. I guess meant breasts, because uh, it seems now you hear it and it's like. So what, you were going out with a girl with testicles? Uh, right, like, right. Yeah. It's a possibility now, Gilbert. Yeah, because I am dating Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, let's see. Uh, when did you realize you weren't going to be a professional athlete? Uh, when I, I realized I didn't have a large black penis. Yeah. <laughs> so no pole vaulting for you. No pole vaulting for you. Um, have you ever lost out... Uh, on an audition to someone uh, when they were looking for a Gilbert Gottfried type. Yeah, I've had uh, them go with someone. They said, can you do a Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> oh, no. And I've lost out to them. Oh, that's that's not uh, appropriate. One time I lost a job to the famous midget Billy Barty. Really? Yeah. Okay, what was... I was auditioning for a movie. Okay. And I lost out to Billy Barty. Wow. Yeah. What What did you... Did they tell you what you did wrong, at least? Did they... Uh, I, I wasn't sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's a, that's a tough one to... I guess you have to live with that for the rest of yeah. your life. You can't, you can't scratch that one off the resume. That's like a tax lien. All right, um... Worst name for a comedy club. What's the worst? 
comedy club name of all time. There used to be a comedy club called Sir Laughs a Lot. <laughs> I don't believe you. Where? Yeah, where? It, I swear to God. <laughs> where it was, was this? Called Sir Laughs a Lot. Does it, does it still exist? I don't we're, think so. We're gonna somehow. have to look this up on yeah. the internet. Um, so I take it you perform there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. And, uh, the next question I is... I wasn't good enough. W- were you knighted after your performance? Uh, yes. Did you get, okay, so you were knighted. <laughs> so you're an official Sir Laughs-A-Lot. Yeah, yes. I'm okay. Sir Gilbert. <laughs> sir Gilbert of Laughs-A-Lot. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, what's the most cherished artifact uh, you have or own? Um, because something I saw when I came in here today to, to interview you is this amazing... Frankenstein poster you yes, have when I was from your a, childhood. I, yes, this thing is when, crazy. When I was a little kid, uh, I I used to read these monster magazines. Okay, so you're a big monster fan. Yes, yeah. and in the back of the magazine, they had an ad for uh, Frankenstein, and it made it sound like you would actually get the Frankenstein monster in your house or at least a statue. And then there was just a poster. But I kept it all these years. And now it's framed. And I also have an... I, in the, also in the back of the magazine, they had uh, the... Um, oh, they had uh, they, an article saying uh, that Lon Chaney, who played the Wolfman wasn't feeling well, and an address where you could send a get well card. So I sent Lon Chaney a get well card, and I got back a card with a picture of the Wolfman signed Lon Chaney. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. That's so great. So you have that still, yes. obviously. Oh, that's how old were you when you did it? Oh, Do you remember? Oh, God, I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. One thing I can't find that I kept for years was Herman the Asiatic Insect. And this was, it showed in the ad that you open this box and an enormous monster jumped out with fangs and claws and everyone was shown screaming in terror. And then when you got it, it was like a stick with fuzz glued on it. It was was almost as bad as the pet rock, huh? Oh, yes. Did did you buy that, by the way? Just for the record, did you buy the pet rock? I didn't buy the pet rock. But I had friends who owned the the, uh, amazing sea monkeys. Oh, no. And in the ads, the sea monkeys had faces and crowns and everything. Staffs, too, probably. Yeah, yes. And then when you saw it, it was this little plastic tank, like the size of a box of cigarettes. And you'd look in it, and there would be dots in it. (laughs) It was like, like dirty water, it looked like. And and that was the amazing sea monkey. Oh wow! Those uh, those people were who made that were smarter than all of us, uh, right? Yes. They they were the early adopters of how dumb some people can truly uh, yes. be. And they capitalized. And they were the most horrible. There were places in the backs of magazines and comic books 
where you can order monkeys and puppies. Like actual monkeys? You yeah. You could just get a monkey. And they would, you know, get, they would own them illegally and they'd send it to you. So these would be, you'd get these animals when they were either dying or already dead. Oh my God. They'd, so so that basically someone was just shipping diseased monkeys yes. around. <laughs> so, so this is the source of cancer i mean i don't yeah, know like, it could be people were thinking i think this is where the aids <laughs> yeah i was gonna say is this the <laughs> hiv <laughs> oh no uh oh, this wow is how, how many... charlie sheen oh. <laughs> was bitten by a monkey in the back of a comic so if you go back and and check out his postal history yeah he'll have sent away for multiple Multiple. <laughs> he used to read Archie comics. <laughs> oh man, um, how many UPC symbols would it take to to you know or bottle caps for a monkey? You know, like oh, like yes. what did what did you have to send? Like, what did you have to collect to send away for the Frankenstein poster? Well, or was I it just think, money? No, no, you you gave them money. Yeah, on that one. I mean, it's an amazing. It's huge. It's like a six. Thank foot, you. It's, That's <laughs> the first time anyone's ever said that. Well, Gilbert, it is also green, so I would suggest <laughs> you uh, head to the doctor immediately. Um, and it's pierced. And it's got a cha <laughs> chain hanging from it. Um, I mean, this poster is huge. And uh, and when I first was looking at it, I saw the tape on there too. Like oh, yes, the when I was I'm... opening up uh, this poster, I yeah. ripped it oh, by accident. That had to be the worst. Were you just like right off the bat? You were just like, ah, oh, I gotta get another one now. Yes. Right? Uh, but you still have it. What a what a great treasure. Okay, um, couple more quick questions here. Do you still get nervous? Did you ever get nervous going up on stage or performing or or uh, being interviewed or just being in front of people? Uh, it's, it's funny. I think now, before I go on stage, there's like a, a, a nervous thing that takes over. And there's also this thing. Every time I'm about to go on stage, I have this fantasy that the owner of the club will come back and go, Oh, we just had a fire, a flood uh, in the club. So here's your check. You can go home. Uh, that's always my big fantasy. I gotcha. Just uh, show up, fire flood, check, gone. Yes. So this is like a one-minute set. Yeah, I like this. Yes. I like where this is. <laughs> I will tell you this, Gilbert. Um, when I One of my first jobs working in New York City, or, or one of my early jobs, was working at uh, Gotham Comedy Club here in New York City. But when it was the old one on, oh, on yes. 22nd Street. Yeah, that's where I filmed my DVD. Yes. The old one. Yeah. And, uh, and a plastic bag had got stuck in the gutter on the roof of the building. And so all this water had built up up there, and it was storming, and it was raining really bad, until it actually broke through the ceiling of the club. And you remember how there was that elevated portion in the back? Oh, yes. Yeah, like to the, I guess if you were on stage, it would be to your left. There was like an elevated part where there's some tables and chairs. And it just opened up like a three-foot hole in the ceiling. And it was just water was just pouring in. So I was working that night. And we had to take buckets and just catch the water and take it out of the club like as best we could while the show was going oh, on. Oh, jeez! And and uh, and you you telling me about your fantasy here. All I could think of is, had I 
only known Gilbert. Uh, yeah, I would have called you. You would have booked me. I would have booked that you that night. night. Yeah, I would have gave you your check, and you could have left because of the flood. That any any club who would like to hire me and then not put me on and pay me anyway, right. I will work for you. Uh, well, if if I or when I invent the time machine. Uh, well, I guess I would have known by now had I already done it, right? Because I would have came back in time and told myself, um, I'm going to have you back. Oh. And we're going to, is that cool? <laughs> it, it took place sometime in 2003 or four. Hopefully that works for you. Yes. Is your schedule clear in 2003? Can I? All right. Last thing here. Do you bring your own microphone? Uh, yes, because I have such a special voice, and uh, it could sound kind of hoarse and raspy and too Jewy on a regular mic. <laughs> okay, so you have you have the the official Gilbert Godfrey microphone. I I didn't know if comics really ever did that. You know, you know, Brought their I, own mics I, because... I should plug that I've got a new candy out called Jewy Chewies. <laughs> <laughs> they last forever, right? Yes. They last. They last forever. <laughs> And there's there's a diamond in the middle of them, right? Yes. <laughs> that's at least that's what we tell our. That's customers. what you tell the customers. Find the diamond. Yes. Just buy millions and millions of bags. You'll you'll get that diamond. You'll get it. All right, uh, Gilbert. If you it, well, you already know. But for those listening, if you don't already know, Gilbert uh, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast is something you've been doing for a little while now, and uh, you you. Enjoy the old picture films, right? Yes. You enjoy those, and you like talking about them. I, I enjoy those old moving pictures. Yeah, those old moving pictures when they actually did move, I guess, yes. right? <laughs> like something, like the film moved, the people moved. You know, it's not like today's, you know, everything's CGI now, today, and digital, with, right? With talking pictures, yeah. that which I, I think is not going to last. I don't think it's yeah. going to, yeah, yeah. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be right up there with Betamax. Yes, and, <laughs> and, and Divix, and uh, those knobs that used to be on the steering wheels of cars. Did you oh, did you oh, use one of those? Yes. Were you a knob? Yes. Were you a knob guy? Yeah, Gilbert? I would play with my knob in the car. <laughs> yes. My dad used to use one of those when in the in the car didn't have seatbelts either back then. You yes. Know? So no seatbelts. You know. Nowadays, so. there's all there's a billion laws. Right. You know, and I remember back then. Uh, it was me and my two sisters, and my parents would throw us into the car. Uh, we could be in the front or back, yeah, right. and Depending no seatbelts. Whether the car was moving or stopped. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. When you <laughs> when you came to a quick stop, you're and and everything was fine. Yeah, and you could sit on your father's lap while he was driving. <laughs> right, and here you are talking to me. Fine. Yeah, everything's great. Now right? everything they gotta be see now everything you'd go to jail for. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, well, that's what makes uh, you know that's what makes New York City great. I, I've never owned a car in my life. I don't know if that's weird. I've never had a car or owned a car, Gilbert. Um, I don't know how to drive. You don't know how to drive. I don't know how. You to never drive. got your license, or you, did you get no, your license? I and, never got a license. That is amazing, I man. Sound like red buttons. <laughs> I never got a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, is that on the bucket list? Do you want to get it just to get it and say you got it? Like uh, oh, that would be that. See, that would be another reality show. Gilbert yeah. gets his life. Oh my gosh, we got to do this. Yes. Just I could watch you try to parallel park in New York City for hours, hours. Yeah. 
<laughs> it would be great. And they don't give you like a smart car. They give you one of those big, like long boats, you know, like a Bonneville or something oh, from like yes. the 70s. And they'll, they'll try to have you squeeze it in between a, you know, a UPS truck that's illegally parked and, you know, some guy taking yeah. a shit. Yeah. And, and, you know, I kill some guy who was taking a shit because <laughs> I didn't see him. <laughs> All right. Um, something else that's uh, that's been a huge part of your career, um, Gilbert. And I, I mean, there's too many credits to go over, so uh, I'll just uh, quickly name some of the odd ones: Hot to Trot, uh, Night Court. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love Night Court, and I love Hot to Trot. Uh, Duck Man, too, which, which yeah. was a great show that that uh, a lot of people forget about. Um, you're 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 big in the VO world, you know. The, that's a hard world to get into, you know. Everybody would love to do voiceover. But it's a hard thing to get into and do well, you know. Yes. And this is something that you've had huge success at, whether you're in Aladdin or you're doing a Pop Tarts commercial, right? Uh, yes, you, I was the voice of a toaster. It's amazing. It's so great. How many people get to say that? Hardly anybody. I was the voice of an ant in an insecticide commercial. Wait, you wait, what? I, I don't remember this one. Was, gotta, years ago, there was an insecticide commercial, and okay. I was the voice of the ant. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Do you remember any? Look, what did you have to say? What was the ant running away? I take uh, it. Probably going, oh no, I'm being <laughs> sprayed by this insecticide. <laughs> I can only imagine uh, you, you have piles and piles of of people that want to use your voice for something because it is so unique and so distinct. Um, are there some so comical that you almost just want to do them anyway because it's too funny and too good to be true? Or or at this point, are you just like, look, if, you, if you're not going to give me money, I don't care anymore. I, like, I, I, just I would don't. like to do some feminine hygiene voiceover. Do, do you yeah. want to be, what do you want to be? You want to be the... Yeah, like the voice when you see the girl uh, walking on the beach... Okay. Yeah. And, oh, I feel so fresh now. <laughs> so you want to be the woman post. Yes. <laughs> you know, post using the product, let's say. I could, See, I could picture you as the, the, the voice of, you know, uh, you know, without getting too graphic, the voice of the tampon just before it's, you know, being uh, inserted. You know, like, just, no. No. You know? no. <laughs> you know, and then, and then, no. Okay, so you've done the VO thing. Uh, what's the what's the one credit that that you have on the res that no one ever talks about, uh, no one ever brings up, but was very important to you? Uh, maybe it changed your career. Maybe it was just a pro a project where you got to work with somebody that you'd always wanted to work with, or. It's just so um, out there. It's kind of like your Troll 2, right? Like Troll 2 is claimed to be the worst movie yes. of all time, right? Right. So everyone has this one thing. What's the one credit or the one resume uh, item you have that is just no one ever taught, like you, but it's there. It can't go away. Maybe you liked it. Maybe you didn't. Well, in Schindler's List, I was uh, in the credits as third Jew to the left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, now there's a lot of Jews in that that movie. So, so um, fr from uh, from the left of what? I guess is the bigger question, <laughs> Gilbert. From the left of what? <laughs> uh, um, all right, uh, roasts. 
You've done a lot of those as well. Uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, the Joan Rivers uh, uh, sandwich. You know, oh, sexual yeah. favor joke is 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 so great. Um, there there must be one that you remember that just never ma- saw the light of the day. They edited it out. They never used it. Uh, like, do you? You must have gone back and watched them and say, "Oh my God, I can't believe they took out, you know, so and so joke." I I remember one time I was doing a David Hasselhoff roast, mm-hmm. and uh, the producer came backstage to me and said, "Oh, you know, Pam Anderson agreed at the last second to do the roast. She didn't want to do it, so go easy on her." Okay, and I that which is the worst thing you could say to me. Like, go easy. So I started doing everything about how stretched out Pam Anderson's vagina is. And I said, right now, her vagina looks like those inflatable men in front of the parking lots. (laughs) (laughs) And that one didn't make it. (laughs) Just whipping around in the wind. Yes. (laughs) Me. Maybe she was that uh, lady you saw walking yeah, around yeah. New York City with her <laughs> pants down around her ankles, just airing out, flipping it out, flipping it inside. I saw Pam Anderson today taking a shit between two parked cars. <laughs> they were shooting a they, they were shooting a biopic about yes. the original gentleman, and Pam Anderson <laughs> landed the role. They were looking for a Gilbert Gottfried type, yes. but. Uh, <laughs> But you didn't make it, Gilbert. You didn't make it. One time, I auditioned for a film, and they had me back to audition again, and they were saying, oh, you're perfect for this. You're, we can't imagine anybody but you. You definitely have it. And then uh, I get a call from my agent. They say, oh, they're not using you. And I go, but they said I was perfect. They said, who are they using? And they said, Dustin Hoffman. And so that means at the last second, they were really neck and neck between <laughs> me and Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> That's awesome. You, yeah. should, you, you need to get a trophy made. Or, or, or like uh, we need to get a podium shot of you like at the Olympics, you know, with the first, second, third. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman on yes. one. <laughs> you on two. Nobody on third. Yeah. I mean, the only and- time... My name and Dustin Hoffman's name ever came up in the same sentences. I've seen Gilbert Gottfried's acting, and he's no Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Dustin Hoffman's no Gilbert Gottfried, to be fair. <laughs> and, uh, and he thanks God for that every day. <laughs> All right. Um, last question for you, and before I ask it, I want to say congratulations with uh, everything that you've done with the podcast, because it is amazing. Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. And I uh, should say, you, subscribe to it and on iTunes. Yes, make sure you subscribe yeah. to it. If, if you don't know about it, you have to know about it. If you love old moving pictures yes. uh, and or you love Gilbert Gottfried and you want to hear him do amazing interviews with amazing guests, you just did a fantastic one with Artie Lang recently, yes. actually. Yes, yes, that uh, was a It's getting a lot of one. praise. Uh, uh, I, I don't want you to ask. I, I don't want to. I don't want you to pick favorites. So I'll ask who's still out there that that you want to talk to, that that works in the film business or has worked in the film business or. Most of them aren't dead. Uh, all <laughs> all your favorites problem. are dead now. Well, <laughs> you want to interview their corpse? You yes. want to yes. do some grave digging and see. Sometimes I'll get like the children or grandchildren. Right. Of, of, of a legend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Now, um, but there's got to be somebody out there that uh, that's still alive that you want to talk to, right? Uh, no. No, one? not, You're not done? anyone alive. It's done? <laughs> um, I'll tell you this. I got to interview one of the uh, munchkins from uh, The Wizard of Oz yeah, before they all passed away. I, I, I did. There were like three of them. Which one? Was it Ma- Mike? There, there were three of them. I, I can't was, remember their names. So I'll have to look it up. It was one female and two males. Yeah. And one of the... God, they were they were so old. And, and uh, one of them just fell asleep. Like, he just fell asleep. They couldn't keep him <laughs> awake. And I was like, here it is. He died right here on my show. This is it. I'm going to make national news. I, it's gonna I, be, I but, interviewed Chevy Chase recently. Okay. And he did a movie called, I think, Over the Rainbow, it was called. Okay. And... He had a bunch of actual midgets. They had a hotel just for the midgets. And a lot of them were real-life surviving members of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, the, the, the Munchkins. Lollipop Guild, yeah. And, and he said they were the most disgusting. They were these drunken, farting midgets. And and since they were on ass level with you, they would like run up behind you and start grabbing your ass and going ha 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 ha, and it, it, it was like a nightmare. Oh jeez, <laughs> that sounds like no fun, no fun. Well, um, subscribe to Gilbert's podcast. You got to do it. It's amazing. You do great stuff with that, Gilbert. So congrats on that and everything you do with it. Um, and last and thing, www.gilbertpodcast.com. Subscribe on iTunes. I love that you do the W still, Gilbert. Uh, I love that you do them. Uh, well, <laughs> that goes back to my uh, my days in WW2. <laughs> so the internet then. Yes. I, I just had a realization then. The internet is World War Three with the three W's. That's right. This is the, We are currently having World War, the third World War over the internet. See? Oh, boy, I better lock my door. They'll be rounding up the Jews again. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got this. I've got this penny house hideaway that you can, <laughs> Gilbert, if you want. I've got I've got a safe spot for you. So you're, you're, you're the first one in. You're the first one in. All right. Um, uh, you know, being a comic for so long, you've done so much. You've had so much success doing it. Uh, and you've had a lot of... Uh, Things that have happened uh, where you've made jokes and people have reacted poorly to it for whatever reason. But even after that, do you feel like nothing is off limits with comedy? Do you, do you feel like comedy is the only place where you can truly discuss things uh, in a way that you can't in any other forum? Like, yeah, do you... I mean, well, now it's like gotten harder and harder. Right. See, thank God. I've never lost any work through any jokes I've done. So, so knock wood. Right. But. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about that. But I, like, has that scared you off from, from doing? It's, I still do it anyway. Right. As you should, I do think. It any, and it's like, it, it, it's like to me, I, I'm sure when Christ was hanging on the cross, there were people around cracking jokes about it. Sure, like like while it was happening. Yeah, yeah. Right. They were probably the Jews, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> it was the guy who owned the nail company. Yes. Right. And it was, and it was the lumberyard. You yes, know, the local yes. lumber lumberyard. Uh, um, yeah, I I feel the same. I 
I don't think anything is off limits. It's just, you know, it's how you present it. And, and look, it's comedy. It's what it's there for. I think it's the path of recovery. Um, maybe it boils down to a time issue, right? Yeah, like, it, and, and is even it a time the issue? Time issue part drives me nuts. Okay. So you think there's no time, like, yeah, no. Because when they say, like, when they yell out too soon. Right. I feel like when I make a joke about, like, the tsunami or uh, September 11th, both when it's fresh, uh, people's reaction is, oh, God, how could he say that? It's such a horrible tragedy. And then they start laughing. Now, if you're a good person who waits till it's not too soon, then what you're saying is, uh, hey, you know, I waited. Fuck those people who died. Their lives are worthless to me now. Well, now they're just a joke. Yeah. Right. Now we can laugh yeah. at them. Yeah. It's Anyone who died on the Titanic, we can laugh at. The Hindenburg. Yeah. Yeah. Disaster. I think we're. I think we got the clearance on that oh, now. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think we're good. Well, they were Germans on that. Right. So right. Right. <laughs> Fuck them. Right? <laughs> just kidding. All right, Gilbert. Well, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, you've always been amazing to me over the years. I've always had such fun hanging out with you and talking to you. Uh, and uh, you've you've given and, and offered so much to the world of comedy, and you've influenced so many people. I'm practically a- Jonas Salk. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Look, I... Uh, I don't think I'm the first person to have dressed up like you for Halloween. So um, <laughs> let me just let you know that that happened. That was a real thing. So, uh, all right. Well, it's nice to know it wasn't a medical con- condition, so I can now safely go back and tell my mom yeah. that, uh, hey, remember that guy from TV? There wasn't anything wrong with him. In fact, he's a very successful comedian. So, uh, yeah, that's what that's about. Uh, all right, Gilbert, thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Ah, uh, thank you. All right, that was Gilbert Gottfried. Dude was chilling in his robe. And uh, Matt, I'm not going to lie to you. It you, got, may have... you got scared when little Gilbert came out? Well, <laughs> over the course of the hour and some change that we hung out, the, the robe loosened. You know, I, I can't say what I saw and didn't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see his artwork. I did see that cool Frankenstein poster that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I did see uh, the his, uh, the I guess it was a huge statue on a column, a, a Roman <laughs> column, if yeah. you will, of his his bird from uh, Aladdin, and um, I saw where he sleeps at night. So you were in Gilbert Godfrey's boudoir. I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was around. I, I made. I, <laughs> I was around. I saw the, the nooks and crannies, <laughs> okay. and I can't thank him enough. And again, his wife for for uh, everything that they, they've done for me over the years, man. I've known them for a long, long time, and they're always cool. great to me, man, and very welcoming. And uh, the hospitality was fantastic. Go to thelaughbutton.com, read all the stuff. Do it. Follow us on the socials, at the Laugh Button. That's Correct. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, what else do we have out Carrier there? Carrier Pigeon. Yeah, Carrier Pigeon. Facebook. And uh, follow us, personally. Why not? Yeah, I'm at I am Kleinschmidt. I'm at Mark Says Hi. And uh, check out our merch store. We have stuff for, for sale. Com slash merch. All right, everybody. Until next time. Bye.